must always wear socks. Always socks on my feet. Socks, socks, socks. Neat! Hello and welcome to Isn't It Neat, a podcast where we talk about things we think are neat. My name is Erin and I'm joined by my sisters, Helen. Hello! And Caitlin. Hi. This week, Helen has picked a topic she would like to discuss. Yes. What is it? What are we talking about? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I don't remember this particular theme song. So yeah, like I could have, do the. We have like a generational gap here. Yeah, yeah, because Helen, Helen, weirdly enough, is only four years younger than me, but she's skipped some of the like formative stuff that yeah, Aaron like, was only cartoons. old enough to really see some the of the early nineties or be really interested in cartoons in the like early two thousands. Yeah, and, yeah, because you know, yeah, like, your your obsession at this point in time when we were like aware of the new. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was 101 Dalmatians. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds right. So, so the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, it was a comic first? Yes. Comic. Yeah. Yeah, black and white comic. comic too. Whoa. And they were, yeah, they were all exactly the same back then. Yeah. And then they made like action figures. Yes. So this is in like the 80s. Yes. So they made action figures and then to like promote the action figures they made a television show yes and that's the tv show that i remember and that's what that theme song is from so that started in 1987 which is the year i was born oh my god and it was um so it was run on the seven network in australia and it ended in 1996 so helen oh, would have been three years old then i would yeah. have been like just three because I'm mm. last day of the year so yeah yeah <laughs> and I remember it because I was six so yeah yeah and it yeah. played on Agro's cartoon connection oh, until its end and I, I remember, remember watching <laughs> yeah so Agro's cartoon connection he was like a muppet do you remember him Helen I don't know I think if I saw a picture I might you know him. He's he was on all like muppet yeah, he would turn. He turns up every now and then, but he's this muppet with like a monobrow, and he's really oh, grumpy. Oh, yes, that guy, he's like brown, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's he was filthy. Like, there's all these because it's a children's show, and there was always him and like a host who was always like a young girl. And he, there's all these like videos on YouTube that you can look up of like outtakes of Agro like swearing yeah. and <laughs> or he's like saying something that's clearly yeah. not okay and like the <laughs> other host the lady host of- is like I can't pull a face this might go into the show try- and the kids yeah, won't trying understand. to hold it together and redirect <laughs> and he's just like off on off like- on a tangent and mm. like all these double entendres and like not even on Tundra's. And then like he, like, lifts his little stuff. eyebrow. Yeah, I remember the eyebrow thing, I think. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Anyway. But they played, like, all of the old Hanna-Barbera cartoons. Hanna-Barbera, yeah. Yeah, Hanna-Barbera. I always call it Hanna-Barbera. I only know that because we learned that in animation it takes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're What's quite Hanna-Barbera? formative. Hanna-Barbera is yeah, a company. Yeah, they the way they um, animated was they were actually did it very cut corner type way, but it meant they could churn out animation after animation after animation. Was this like He-Man these... Styles? It was um, um, Yogi Bear and Flintstones. Oh, okay. So like <laughs> yeah. when you've got like the loop of the same movement, but they've and done they, different And the way they words. would um, do sort of blobby, stretchy yeah. things in betweens. And, and they yes. started with Tom and Jerry. Yes. Um, 
I've got the Wikipedia pages open. Scooby Doo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Scooby Doo. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they kind of partnered with CBS because CBS owned Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, so that, that, and I remember that. And you look at the cartoon, like, what April wears, that, like, yellow jumpsuit. Amazing. <laughs> very Style like, icon. Yeah, very late 80s, early 90s. And yeah. whenever I see that, it always reminds me of Captain Planet, like, that era. Mm. I feel like there was a reporter lady in Captain Planet that wore a jumpsuit too. Yeah. But it could just be that we watched Mutant Ninja Turtles like, and around Captain the same Planet. Time. Yeah. <laughs> Captain Planet started in 1990 and it would yeah. have, I think, no, played on ABC. Captain yeah, but Planet we would swap on. channels. Yeah, Agro yeah. was on in the morning. Yeah. And we watched ABC in the afternoon after school. Yeah. Yeah. And I watched my Ninja Turtles in the morning before school. It was probably either on the Cheese TV, I think, was around. Yeah. So, and then Cheese TV became Toasted TV because that took over. Yeah. And I don't and remember when. <laughs> so it was a CBS network that owned it and then they eventually got like they sold it to Nickelodeon got bought out there was like transitions where like yeah. this company bought it and then that company and they ended up on Nickelodeon yeah and it's been on Nickelodeon ever since the Teenage yeah. Ninja Turtles is Nickelodeon so so that that tv show was mine and Caitlin's Ninja Turtles mm. and mm. Helen's Ninja Turtles I have like no memory of I think it was you were not watching cartoons in the morning anymore because it was me and Michael in the room. Yeah, well, it was two thousand and three. So I was I was like sixteen, and I was yeah. like getting yeah. to the end of high school. Yeah, I was not getting up in the morning. No, no <laughs> it's like I never saw Aaron in the morning. He would just be at school, or I'd roll out of bed. <laughs> you would just put my uniform on and walk to school. And it took me only fifteen minutes to walk to school, but it always took longer to walk home. I don't know how. I think it was just because you were tired and it was hot. So. Yeah, and I was always late. I was always late. Like I always did not have enough time to get to school, but I always somehow got there just exactly on time. Yeah. But I could never make it home in that like same mm. amount of time. Mysteries. So I watched the 2003 version. And I can mm. remember the theme song of that one. One, two, three, four turtles. And it was exactly the kind of songs that you had. It's a very era. similar style to like I, I watched them both on YouTube just mm. this morning. Yeah, and I was like, as soon as it teenage mutant, I was like, yes, that is what I remember. But then I played the two thousand and three one, and I was like, this is kind of familiar, and yeah, it's kind it's, of sticks it's in a your similar head kind, kind of. of like bop. Yes, mm. yeah, like, with easy to remember lyrics that repeat yes. themselves. Yeah. And are there only four turtles? Yes. Yes. But okay. there was a series um, where they were like, you know how Power Rangers did the live action and the suits? They yeah. did a version of Ninja Turtles in that that no one talks about and one of there was a girl turtle in there. Oh, okay. That I can't remember her. For representation? <laughs> yeah, probably. But yeah, I think like, the whole thing you, was that she was supposed to have like a love triangle. If you had asked me how many turtles there were, I probably would have guessed five. Yeah, because <laughs> it was Master like- Spinter. Oh, yeah, master he was their um rat sensei yeah the teacher i couldn't tell you which one's which their names mm-hmm. like they michelangelo is yeah and donatello and leonardo donatello. like they were the, they're the painter's Raphael. names but i can't yeah Raphael. i can't match what color thing they so were michelangelo was the their orange one Having not what I haven't watched this in years. So Michael yeah. is the orange one. He's the cool dude who likes pizza. Um, Raphael's the angry one. He's got the red, mm-hmm. um, but he's like, we're going to do this. And like just a bit too aggressive, but yeah. like would 
often actually be the solution, just not as angry. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the other two names? What have I? So what to go? Leonardo is the, is he the blue, blue one. one? Yep. He's a strategist. The leader? Is he the leader? Yeah. The leader. The serious yeah. one. The, yeah, serious one. And the last guy's purple. And, and he's, he's, he's the tech guy. Yeah, yeah like he, he comes up guy. with the, yeah. I think yeah. the lyric is Donnie does machines. Oh, <laughs> oh he's Donatello. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember like my impression of the Ninja Turtles, the TV show that I remember is the theme song. I know the theme song. I remember April with the yellow jumpsuit. And I, and remember, I remember April with a crop top. I can hear Shredder's voice mm. in my head, but I keep matching the name Shredder to that pink monster in the tummy of the, the Krang. The Krang. Yeah, the Krang worked for Shredder, I think. Apparently, there was the Shredder and Krang were married in the thing, and that was like a whole thing. Because oh. I keep seeing this pop up. I'm like, really? They in, did in, that? In which? In one of the TV series. In your one, the one you remember. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're like a couple. So apparently it was a thing that they're like a bit on of again, time. off again sort of marriage relationship going okay. on. <laughs> Maybe it was just one of those. I, I don't know if it's a fandom thing or that it was implied. Thing. or um, It might it have been implied because um, there was a lot of like gay baiting. <laughs> yeah. the coded or the coded yeah. gay yeah. coded. Um, but I was coded. pretty, because it was the, the rhino guy. And oh, Rocksteady yeah. Rock and B-Pop apparently. Yeah, and they funny. worked for Shredder yes. who didn't have a mouth but he had a very, very. And he had a helmet and he had yeah. a thing yeah. like that. Yeah. But he was very spoopy. When I think of Shredder, there's this one sound effect that always played in the cartoon and it was like kind of wolf howling kind of. And it was, really? Yeah, oh, because. No, it was more like, oh, oh I, can't, I can't even do it. Oh, woof. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably have to find the like Yeah, find the, the sound yeah. bite somewhere. Um, but like I associate Shredder with the you know not the swing of a sword, but like a metal sound. Cause he oh, had yeah. all of the that, swords. Like, shing. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not a swing because that's a hero sound. It was more of a like a dull metal yeah. flap kind of thing. Uh-huh. I remember, like, in the 2003 version, they kind of combined Krang and Shredder as the same thing, and that was the plot twist that they... Because there was this whole thing where um, they defeated Shredder, like, they actually killed him because they cut off his head. <laughs> um, and then, so there is a whole bunch of live-action films that I never watched. I think, yeah. like... I enjoyed Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as a cartoon to watch as a kid, but I was never like really into it. Yeah, I liked like, I could it take on it the TV in the morning, and I never really. Yeah, it's on, it's on, and it's entertaining. But I yes. could take it or leave it if it like if it was something else was on. I was like, I'd just watch that. Like when the live action films came out, two thousand fourteen or sixteen, I was like, oh yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They look so mm. weird. But, um, and I haven't actually mm. watched the movies, but I've seen clips on like YouTube, and mm. I think I've walked in and out while it's been on TV. On TV, yeah, mm. yeah. Like some of the live action stuff when that was happening was like really concerning. <laughs> yeah, and it was a little bit before when, um, like graphics started getting really good like yeah it was like that computer animation started yeah. but that becoming. being said there was some really good live action stuff it's and just that this is what I thought of whenever a live action should be like, yeah <laughs> and like it can be done because it's just like theater magic but mm. um the it, it was practical it was, effects yeah do you remember when um 3d movies was the thing and yeah, there was like two that. really good 3d movies where everyone was like oh yeah this makes sense in 3d but everything else was like why it's just, why yeah, it's did like, you do when this? 3d cartoons come out they all they were it was really bad quality 
Yeah. So that's and which like, is the problem that the 2012 Mutant Ninja Turtles kind of has. Is it's Ellen is so quality. good at keeping us on point. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's, the, there's this whole thing about 2012 yeah, Mutant Ninja Turtles. Is, I tried to watch it because I was like, everyone was talking about it. I was like, and I'd finished Rise and I wanted to watch more. So I was like, and I read, and I went, oh, the character models are okay, except they use the color for the purple and blue is too close to one another, yeah, and I can't uh. tell them apart if I get like a screenshot, because uh. the first thing you look at is the color of their things to tell yeah. who's who, and I often got it was like, am I looking at Donnie or Lear? And mm. then we go, no, he's got the swords. It has to be Lear. Mm. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. And it's also the backgrounds were kind of cheap looking, and they were supposed to be in New York, right? And it's densely populated city but there's like five people walking around (laughs) and they reuse the character models over and over again Mm. so you can see the you know oh it's that same girl character except with a different budget budget Mm -hmm. issue that sounds like and it's also the writing wasn't that great and that's i think also because helen said before like the hannah barbera's were like able to smash out things really quick because they just reused models like maybe But that was, was like kind of invented that, a lot yeah. of techniques. Was it an homage or was it like a, hey, they, they cut corners and it was fine? I think <laughs> it's more of the um, we can't afford to do it, so let's just smash out this and it looks yeah. okay, so let's do it. Yeah. I mean, they do the character models by themselves for the turtles look good, but when you start next to everything else, it's kind of like that's this is clearly the thing they put the most effort into. Yeah. Okay. I think also with that like with the original Hanna Barbera, not the Hanna Barbera cartoon, the original CBS cartoon in that Hanna Barbera style, um, the target audience is kids. So yeah. they had comic mm. books and they had action figures and they had this TV show for kids. So that so that they'd get they'd buy the action figures. Whereas once you start getting into like 2012, 2014, you're, mm. you're looking at the target audience being People adults who have grown up as and well as problem, kids. Uh, that when t- 2012 first came out, they hated on it so bad because the mm. characters were slightly different, things were slightly yeah. different, and they, oh, I don't mm. like, and they hate on Rise for the same reason, yeah, just because it looks different. And Rise like, of the Teenage Mutant Ninja yeah. Turtles. It's oh, Helen's yeah, doing fan fan shortcut language, fan slang. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, because I don't want to say the whole thing. Yeah, no, that, you just say it once and then I know what you're talking you about. You say, what is it, because you've got <laughs> Rise of the T- TMNT fandom usually tags it as Rotemt. Yeah, it's R-O-T-T-M-N-T. Rotemt. This this makes me so happy. Rotemt. It's just, it's just... It's a nonsense thing, but it I can't associate it with anything else. So it's yeah. it's, it's on its own. Like it looks good. it looks normal when you're just looking at it, but you can't actually say it out loud because it's yeah. Just yeah. weird. Yeah. It's an acronym that doesn't work as a word. Doesn't yeah. have enough vowels. Yeah. Um, but I think with with fandoms and and mm. when you're tapping into an existing IP and nostalgia, yeah. it's a very fine line that you have to walk. Yeah. to create something new and interesting and bring it up to date and modern but then there will always be that knee jerk it's different to how i remember as a child my golden childhood yeah. you always have those rose colored glasses on I but because you know, i hadn't seen channels in a long time so mm. when i went so to watch like, i was like oh, like oh this looks really different oh i like this this is fun it's sort of like what i remember yeah. but yeah. still cool and, and, and i'm not that attached to what i grew up yeah. with it was just like i remember it was like this Mm. And now this is just a new thing. Like, but I think oh. I think it's um, 
anytime there's like a reboot or a transition in media, like mm. from books to movies or like whatever. An adaptation. You will always, yeah, thank you, Erin. Yeah. <laughs> you will always have the diehard fans who are so into whatever the original version was that they were introduced to that when they see a new version of that, it's jarring for them. Yeah. Um, that knee-jerk reaction. I yeah. think as I think as consumers of of media and of stories, we have a little bit of a responsibility to examine those initial thoughts. And yeah, like our biases. Watched, I um I watched the Beauty and the Beast 30th anniversary last night. Oh yeah? Um, I have some thoughts. <laughs> so we'll get to it when we get to when we do our, <laughs> when we get to Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. But like I sat there and I think also because I'm a storyteller and because I have a little bit of insight of how things work mm. for different mediums and voice acting and, and things, I'm there and I'm like, I like something will happen and I'm like, I instantly don't like it. I'm like, but do I not like it or is it just different? Mm. And then you watch it and you're like, actually, it's good. It's just different. If this yeah. is good and it's good for this. And then some things are like, no, I don't like this and this is the reason. Yeah, this is cool. And- this is an interesting conversation. I, last night I think I was watching something. Oh, Overly Sarcastic Productions. So cool. <laughs> and Red was saying something about how an author – by the nature of being an author or a creator, it everything's in flux, everything's in motion. Mm. There, you're creating a character that will progress in whichever direction that feels right for the creator at that time, sort of thing, whatever the story you're trying to tell. But from an audience perspective, it's fixed. It's in stasis. It is what it is because that's what has been delivered to them. They, they mm. don't have the changeability of it at all they've got the finished product so when you have uh especially an author who's been writing over like many many years they can accidentally um have inconsistencies in the timelines or the the character development or things like that and consumers their experiences and yeah and they're 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 going through and they're growing and they're human so they're not necessarily going to know their own words Mm. a thousand percent off by heart whereas a consumer is going to Mm. be like this is the picture that i have based on the hard and fixed point and that's a key point that's a picture they have so each person is going to filter that character through their perspective and whatever's going on in their life at that time so sometimes Mm. like you can read a book and then pick up that book in another 10 years Mm. and you you've remembered it differently yeah or or Mm. you have a completely different view of it and it's same for movies there's like some some movie that was like big in the early 2000s that like I can like consistently remember there being like an entire different subplot in there but (laughs) as we know if I'm bored <laughs> during a, a media, I pick up my own plots and they're better. <laughs> and that's why sometimes you watch movies and you're like, this has aged poorly. It's yes. problematic now from yes. like because I've grown as a human and society's changed and stuff. And there's I, like society's language has changed. The one movie I'm thinking about that I watched recently was What's that Looney Tunes basketball movie? Oh, the um, Space, Jam. Space Jam. Space Jam. I remember that being a banger of a movie. <laughs> 
and it just wasn't. I'm no, like, I don't like think I, I ever actually liked that movie. I, I never liked it either. <laughs> this is such a weird I, memory I, for you I, to have, Erin. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if there's another movie that was like sporty, a sports kind of or a basketball movie around just, the same what time, you liked at the same or maybe it was like <laughs> Mighty Ducks or something. Because I'd like have this memory of the basketball game and like that that song. That's the song they play that really hypes up the audience. Da, 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 da. And but yeah. then there being like that Space Jam song. Yeah. And 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 everyone's all the characters are entering and it was like this big hype. And I just remember that being really exciting and like that buzz. And that just didn't happen. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm just placing that in from another yeah. film. Or at <laughs> the time it was exciting. I, yeah, or maybe I was excited about it by that at the time. But anyway. <laughs> no, well, we're talking about nostalgia. Um the 2003 series is, I remember it, but then watch, I rewatched a couple of episodes. I was like, wow, this is much darker and gorier than I remember. Except there's no yeah. actual gore because there's no blood in the screen anytime. Yep. But there's this one character who I do remember this vividly. It's like every time he made a mistake, he would just Shredder would punish him. Like the first time he lost his eye, the second Aww. time he had a robot hand, and he just Aww. piece by piece he was being cut oh away until he was just a brain in a jar. Aww. And that was the whole thing. And I remember it, but I'm looking at it now going, ew. Yeah, that happens a lot in like children's stuff like the yeah. old old Disney stuff yeah, is like it's mm, just, it's dark yeah, yeah like, like there's there was yeah. never actually any violence on screen except for like mm. the standard like cool just ninja fights but you understood it and then we just went yep yeah. it's like there's this one point where Leonardo gets stabbed but there's no blood anywhere and there's nothing but there's this whole moment where he's like no and it's just very epic and very oh no Leo no <laughs> And it's just like, and I'm watching. I watched the clip and went, "Wow, this is really anticlimactic because it's just yeah. the sword is next to him instead of like going through him, so it can't yeah. really." <laughs> but like, yeah. can imagine a six year old reenacting that. Yes. like it perfect yeah. play yeah. Um, example. Yeah, um, I don't remember any gory moments from Ninja Turtles, but I've realized recently that when something's coming up and I know it's going to be like painful for a character I don't look at the screen yeah. <laughs> like, I look away yeah oh. I can I think I do that sometimes too mm. yeah but like I do the same thing when it's like really really embarrassing like yes I get the secondhand like, embarrassment so uh, bad yeah, so so true something cringe. that is like something that's intentionally cringe that it's written to be cringe because they want it to be cringe I'm like this is so bad it's bad writing I've got to leave yeah Uh, but like there are true cringe moments that happen to like people and when it's written well I'm like oh I hate this but I don't look away it's only when it's really badly written yeah or if (laughs) it tends to be like watching watching friends like that kind of American 90s sitcom 90s early 2000s those kind of sitcoms where it was all just like situational humor and it's and it's that thing again of wait wait no let me explain it's not what it looks like and this is possibly where my hate for that trope came from yeah that they go together in my head Hmm. it's in the 2012 series I feel like there's a lot of that in there because there's this really awkward cringy love triangle between Donatello April and Casey Jones and it's like the first episode when she appears, he's like Donatello's like, "Oh, that's the most beautiful girl I've ever seen," and it's just, and then he just proceeds to be really creepy about his crush Aww. on her, and I'm just like, "Oh, this is so badly written." But it's worse because she's 
clearly not into him, but she's not doing anything to stop it either. Yeah. Especially when the other boy comes in and some they're fighting over her and she's just letting it happen and you go, Oh, now I hate yeah. you, April. Yeah. <laughs> so this is this is good that this is not my Ninja Turtles because I would not have watched this. Yeah. So <laughs> that's why I couldn't do a lot of the episodes. <laughs> Who knows what was in ours? I, I couldn't I couldn't watch mean. a lot of the episodes of this this mm. 2012. Like it had lots of good moments too, where it did have a lot of epic battles and leading up to things. And they, but it also was like kind of I can't really get into this series. Yeah. It's so like what cringy. I remember of April from our Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is she was a reporter. Mm-hmm. She genuinely cared about the boys. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what I was in my one. She was an adult. Yeah, she's she an adult. She's a reporter. Her, um, like she cared about them, but it was more like a like these are younger sibling substitute type yes. caring. She had. I feel like she had boyfriends and by the end she like had a fiance or something. Um, it's probably that, Casey Jones because I feel like yeah, they get fed up. Because um, like her her cameraman was there a lot as well, and she, I feel like at some point the rat guy is either Splinter. very ill or dying. Splinter's yes. dying, yeah. um, and she's like genuinely upset about yes. it and trying yeah. to be a caring adult figure for the for the boys but like yeah. not able to understand the the type of bond that they had mm. and I've just oops I hit the thingy hang on and I've just watched the uh, opening scene <laughs> and I didn't realize that it used to be a people <laughs> yeah so yeah. in my in my series the 2003 one he was a rat who belonged to a ninja master and his oh. master got assassinated and he was you know, he learned all his ninja skills from his master because he watched him. And then after he got mutated, he wanted to like avenge his master or for what would happen to them. Yeah. That that was the whole sense. thing with his conflict with Shredder was that. Shredder yeah. was the one who killed his master. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh okay, that's depth. Mm. <laughs> and in the, like, I think in yeah. I think in ours it was that he yeah, he was a Person, a, human, a person and, then, uh, and had something with Shredder, like Shredder something, and then the he ended up living with the rats in the sewers. Yes, and then he found these turtles. They got like mutated and spilled on them, and when he touched yeah. them, it mutated. He him. got yeah. mutated into a rat. Yeah, yeah. Mm. and that's the story. The 2012 one goes into this in-depth, like proper Japanese-style revenge story between Shredder and um, Splinter. It seems this whole they were brothers, but then. Shredder betrayed him and so on yeah. and so forth. And Those were our memories of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, our various experiences growing up with our <laughs> yeah. series. Um, we'll be back in a little while to talk about the, the rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We're back. So, the rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, or the Rotomt, <laughs> is one of Helen's favourite things at the moment. Yes. So amazing. Yeah, so tell us about it. Duh. It is com- really, really different from the actual Teenage Mutant Turtles. They've got a... <laughs> the character design is really solid and amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, they have... They chose to do the turtles as each one is a different species of turtle. So Raph is a um, alligator snapping turtle. So he's really big and spiky. And um, 
Leo is a red-eared slider, so he's got these red marks and these stripes, yellow stripes on him. <laughs> and he's really... got the red bandana thing? What's that no, called? he's got the blue one. Ah, oh, doesn't make any sense. <laughs> he's got red stuff. Okay, I'll get into red. that one later. Get into that later. <laughs> okay, so, okay, okay. Um, okay. Uh, Donnie is um, a soft-shell turtle, and he's also um, coded as being autistic. And it's never outright said, but you can see in everything he does, it's just the way he acts. It kind of leans into him being on the spectrum. Yeah, and they write I'm him so well. Mm. And then um, Mikey is a, um, I think he's an ornate box turtle, a Chinese mm. box turtle. Yeah, he's He's the only one that's a box turtle. Yeah, so they're all different shapes and sizes. Yes, and there's this sheet that I found where it's you can um, where it's how to draw kind of thing, and it's Ooh. Raph is done mostly squares. That's the geometry used for Raph is squares, uh-huh. and Donnie is rectangles, and Lear is triangles, and Michael Angelo is he's circles and you look at it and go oh yeah they are <laughs> it's oh, cool. really clever the way they do it mm. and they will and they will go like marks or like specific marks on their bodies and things and they look really the silhouettes are so different and that's really good if you know you have a good character if you have this really distinct silhouette mm. like sailor moon you can recognize her silhouette anywhere and the who's that pokemon yeah if you could recognize they're recognizable and really good that's when you know you've got really great character design Mm -hmm. and it's like oh my gosh all the backgrounds and the way they draw things and the use of color is just amazing like being the concept artist of this must have been so much fun yeah Mm. is there a particular technique animation technique that they use I don't really like know the shading. Like I know there's like single cell shading and so like, I don't yeah. really know much about the technique. Specifically, okay. I just know that it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fluid and smooth, and they do have lots of moments where they get kind of lean into that anime style reaction, but it's sort of oh, like the sparkle like, eyes, uh, kind of. <laughs> do the doubt a bit. It's like Leo is very dramatic in this one, so they've. Swapped all their personalities. They've given them all their individual personalities instead of being this very generic in the box. So, Raph is the red one, and he's the oldest now. He's the biggest brother on account of being the biggest. He's actually oh, the one that's it. Okay. And he's kind of because he's big brother. That means he's in charge. He's the leader. Oh. And they don't have a team dynamic, which is the difference between this one and the previous one. Is all the re- previous Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are kind of. They're a ninja team that happens to be brothers, and then mm. their master is their father figure. And that's the dynamic. But in this one, it's they're just four brothers, and their dad is a rat, and he's just their dad who kind of teaches them a little bit of ninja stuff because he they're descended from ninjas, but otherwise he's just their dad. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's this actually, universe it's, is so confusing. Yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. Yeah, they're brothers, much. but they're completely different species. Yeah. No, breeds. <laughs> oh well, let, we'll get into that one it. a bit later. Okay, okay. There's a whole right. thing about that, and um, yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> Personality. So, so Raph's the oldest. Mikey's the youngest and the smallest. He's the baby of the family. Very cute. And the twins in the middle are Leo and Donnie, who are just the corn does coin does what is the word is it coined yeah coin coined as being the disaster twins because they like chaos whenever they're together and they do things yeah and they do have that kind of twins where they're like where they're each other's mortal enemies but they'll also love each other very much Mm. (laughs) are they the same type of turtles did you say no none of them are the same type turtle yeah okay Okay. i'm gonna be very (laughs) confused until you explain this to me 
<laughs> you know, do you want the origin story? Because it's actually kind of a spoiler for Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's completely up to you, babe, but I will be continually asking. <laughs> I, I looked at, because I'd like to watch it. Yes. You can't but, find it freaking anywhere, though. Yeah, I think it's on a service that we don't have. Yeah, it's on Netflix in some other country, um, but only the first in, season. And the movie's on Netflix. Yeah, we've access, so we did watch yeah. the movie. Only watch like, part of it. Yeah, I ruined that for you guys. Sorry, I hear a lot is where can I watch it? <laughs> Everyone's yeah. always like this, and it's like, God, oh, you can really yeah. the only way to watch it is to pirate it. So it is. It's Nickelodeon yes. CBS. Um, so they produced it, and they the plug yeah it's like half they had three seasons was what they were gonna they were given and so mm-hmm. the team planned out their three seasons and they were done they had it almost more or less ready they had all their plans and then halfway through they just they pulled the plug because toy sales weren't doing well or something mm-hmm. stupid and it really wasn't fair because 2012 series didn't do well at first people hated it but they got five whole seasons yeah <laughs> and it just kind of kept going and it got popular and i think it's These like it's days with fun. streaming, streaming services, yeah. it, like everything works a little bit differently and there's they're, a lot of things, like Netflix cancels things left, yes, right and centre, things that are already lot. completed. Like the latest yeah. casualty is Snowpiercer, which is finished. Season mm. four of Snowpiercer is finished and they're not going to show it. Like, yeah. yeah. And so, it's like, like I don't know if it's to do with licensing or. No, it's not. What, um, I was reading somewhere that it's to do with the like opening night sales type thing. Yeah. Like if mm. if you don't sit down and binge through an entire season, like whatever they release when they drop on it. the day that they drop it, it's not it's not good enough. So yeah. I love savoring beautifully shot and scripted shows. So like I um I can't remember the most recent one that I did this with, but I watched the first episode and then turned it off so I could sit in that moment a mm. bit longer. And then, like, the next day I watched the next episode and so on and so forth. Um, but it was because I didn't sit down and, like, binge it straight away. That doesn't count as a metric for Netflix yeah. to say this yeah. is great. And it and doesn't matter if you keep go back and watch it, like, nine or ten times. They're yeah, because like, I've gone back and rewatched Rise over and over again. It's just one yeah. of those things that you can watch over and over again. It's yeah, just- and it's 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 odd and like the streaming the binge service this binge model is kind of losing favor now because a lot of like amazon and and the other streaming platforms are starting to drop and disney plus like one episode at a time okay that cheats me (laughs) so i want and it's that episodic viewing of and then it stretches it out so it's in the zeitgeist and you remember it and i think i was talking to you caitlin about this Mm. but i watched i watched the first season of jessica jones really soon after it first came out in like 2016 mm. and I've been doing a rewatch of all the old Marvel TV shows like Daredevil, Jessica Jones and through them and I sat down to watch Jessica Jones again and I did not remember a single thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it was like I was watching it for the first time and it wasn't even like I was watching it and then remembering things as they happened which mm. I often get when I read books that I know I've read before but I can't remember what happens. Mm. Um and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I must have binged Jessica Jones that first time and it's just left my head. Mm. Yeah, I much prefer to watch 
one episode at a time or two at a time and like spread it out. Mm. I want the but option. Also, I don't want to be dictated to when I'm allowed to see something. Like, yeah, and also I like- when, things, when things drop, like it's what gets me of the whole number one trending in Australia today is <clears> this <throat> show that actually might not be good but it has really good marketing. Like someone yes. watching a movie the day it drops doesn't mean that it's good. It just means that. Oh, they happen to see it there. <laughs> it's why when you see like the box office numbers, it's like the first weekend of mm. a movie mm. is the most important. But the That's first just hype and marketing. <laughs> it's the hype and marketing. So if the hype yes. and marketing works, the first weekend is gonna be it. But it'll also be total box office for its run. Yeah. And like yeah, how much it, it keep getting better. People yeah. back, people or tell it should... other people about it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it... like I don't know about you, but I am an adult human. I have commitments. Yeah. It's <laughs> so, like Disney's latest movie flopped because they didn't freaking advertise it anywhere. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, no one knew it was out. Of course they didn't go to see it. Yeah. And there's all and this I'm stuff sure. that I'm like super into and it'll be like an add-on to a streaming service. So obviously mm. I'm not going to pay more to use the streaming service I'm already paying for. Mm. If I find this Rise cartoon as a DVD, I probably would buy it, but yeah. I don't know if it's yeah, out Yeah, because anywhere. you love it and it's there and, and it's <laughs> yeah, something that you appreciate hard copy mm. media yeah yeah, yeah it, it is really interesting like I'm kind of watching all these amazing shows mm. do really well and then get cancelled for their second season and and companies buying out other companies and just completely deleting data that's only available I say data but it's like tv shows animations cartoons that are in development and then they're just literally yeah. gone because they're completely like yes. the the rights they're owned and the copyright and all that sort of stuff and I'm like there is a big shake-up happening and then there's these companies doing things that don't seem to make sense and I don't know if it's they've got some long-term plan uh, like something that they're rolling out or something that they're building towards that we just can't see or if they're just really dumb it mm. could or if it's it could bureaucracy be. or it could be because they all lost went hard at like the first because like the first few years of streaming services they like basically lost a bunch of money because they had mm. to set themselves up, and then um, now they're in like the plateau stage where they're like we can't waste money on things, but they're mm. doing it from like a really shitty. They don't actually understand how humans work, pers- like. Perspective. But they should, it's, like marketing and stuff yes, is all about. they should have that. Yeah. Yeah. Netflix is interesting because they were kind of the first and they lost a lot of money making a bunch of mediocre stuff. But what that meant was by the time, so they're pretty established and then the pandemic hits and they've still got a catalogue of stuff mm. that they can keep dropping. It's like, and when it didn't did the matter so hit? much <laughs> in 2020. It didn't matter so <laughs> much that productions had stopped because they still had a backlog of stuff to release and so everyone's at home and they're they're not going to the cinema and they're like well Netflix has got this massive catalogue and there's more stuff coming all the time so they Mm. actually did really well Mm. out of the pandemic. Amazon Prime is interesting because they can throw a lot of money at stuff because they do more than just um, the streaming service. They've got the shopping and the yeah, they've got the audiobooks, and yeah, they've got they've they're just got so much. They're just this big conglomeration that they can throw money at stuff and lose money, and but they seem to be really investing investing in a few series that are like they're like the Rings of Power and mm. the Boys and uh, Wheel of Time. Like they're kind of 
big flagship things. So they're trying to, they, they're throwing a lot of money. They're giving the budget to things and giving the time to things because they can. Mm. And then there's all these other competitors. It's just like different environments for each mm. service. But I don't know enough about how the inner workings of Netflix, especially as to why. Yeah, we're just, just speaking as consumers shit. and <laughs> we're annoyed. We're really and they good. seem to make weird decisions. Yeah. It's like an adult running like a kid's network and going like, I don't know, let's try this. And mm. the kids are like, what? Yeah. Yes. Stack Darn on topic. <laughs> yeah, Helen, bring us back around. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so oh, it's There's only one and a half canceled. series. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty, it pretty much they did two seasons, but it's pretty much one and a half. But they wrapped it up really well because the season finale was really epic. Yeah. <laughs> there's a couple of the... plot lines that didn't go anywhere because they didn't have time and they had to cut so much. There was supposed to be a plot line because mm. Leo's usually the leader, right? But Raph's yeah. the leader. So there was supposed to be a plot line where Leah was slowly sort of um, starting to take responsibility and eventually uh-huh. they would end up as sort of co-leaders. Oh. But they couldn't do that because they had to cut it all out. Yeah. We did a little bit of his character arc in the movie. Mm. And it's like, there's, uh, it's a, it's like, like so a firefly situation yeah. of like, this got cancelled early, let's kind of wrap it up with this movie. And there's yeah. the character Karai, who's a famous character in there, She's their kind of like their ancestor who was supposed to have 10 episodes where she was going to teach them all about their ninja heritage and yada, yada, yada. montage. Yeah, but she had to be cut too, so she only got this very brief entry and then exit, basically. She came Mm. in and got murdered and then came (laughs) back as a spirit and remained to, like, teach them and still as a spirit and there was this whole epic storyline. But, yeah, yeah, it's a shame. They still have a lot of animatics of deleted and cut contact out there mm. because they, just, they, they did plan for it. They've got a sheet. There's a document floating around where they have all the names of the episodes that they were, mm. what they were planning. So I was a love... little bit different as well because, like, like, thinking about the 1987 show, it was really, and then those shows that I grew up with, they were just ads episodic. for toys. They're <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, they're ads for toys, but they're just episodic. It's like they do this and then the next episode. Yeah. Like there might be Once a little a bit of an arc, but then you reset. It's like The Simpsons. Like it just mm. keeps going they're the same age. And they would come back, so there was all these callbacks, and you could see, like, as you would later, you would be like, oh, that happened back then, and that's what that meant. And mm-hmm. things like, oh. And, and adds in that rewatchability, the thing that Erin loves about her book series. yeah it's like and I was re-watching some episodes was like oh this episode is when because I remember thinking that Leo was kind of they had a couple of episodes where he was stepping in as leader because Raph was out of the game Mm. for one reason or another and he was stepping up and you know knew his whole thing it's like oh they were leaning into that (laughs) these sort of animations like it used to be that Animated shows are for kids and they're kind yes. of simple and episodic. But now animation is like this full-on art form. Yeah, And there's like character arcs. Like there's things like Centaur World and, mm. and um, the Owl House. Yes. And this and Rise the Rottomed. Rottomed. And like they, they are, they're storytelling and they're, they're yes. kind of crafted and these characters are really developing and they have like this arc and stuff mm. that 
Yeah, it's really it's really cool. Yeah, there was all these episodes that were supposed to be like the relationships between each brother. They were supposed to have um, a Brain and Braun's episode, which was Raph and Donnie. You're supposed mm. to see their relationship and the relationship between Mikey and Raph, which was a little bit strained because Raph was so overprotective of Mikey, the baby of the family, that he was mm. getting really annoyed and frustrated that he wasn't being allowed to do things. Yeah. <laughs> it's it yeah, a bit of a shame. But you got a movie. Yeah, we did. We it came out in 2022 and it was amazing. <laughs> so good. Oh, my gosh. The designs for all those characters really good. This is yeah. the one that you showed us yes. over Christmas and I got really confused straight away because no one looked right. Yes. <laughs> it looks we so watching it, And also Dad was coming in and out and just talking. Mum was talking and, and everyone yeah. was talking and, loud and I just it wanted was... to watch the movie. And Oscar was yeah. there so I was like, yeah. play with Oscar. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was, I would need to sit busy. down and watch it again, I think. Yes. Yeah. My list. Like, I feel it like we probably space. could find the first episode at least and watch that because it really does very well at introducing the characters. That might be concept. better. Because we were thrown straight into like a yeah, because the movie is the post season yeah. two, so it's like yeah, and it, I, we weren't introduced to them at all. They just were there, and they were all wrong. <laughs> like all their like character arcs were like doesn't. See, make I don't any remember, sense remember them en- remember. enough to be like they yeah. were wrong. Like I was just oh like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, like I he had pizza, but who. he wasn't like he wasn't a prankster. He was just this annoying like kid and mm. um. The angry one was serious, and the yes. serious one was stupid, and the, yeah. So there was it, there was that, and I I couldn't understand it because I already because like we said, I had a this is what my Ninja Turtles were like, and mm. these do not match up in any way to those archetypes. So I don't understand where we're coming from, and we're already like and they have the all action. these mystic powers and yeah. things. Yeah, things. you yeah. need to like watch the first episode at least because it kind of introduces so. the concept really well when it did. Because I watched it and was like, oh wow, this is so much fun. Yeah. Um. All right. I think it's nearly time to wrap this up. Is there anything else to say? I have so much else to say about it. <laughs> so much to say. There's a whole fandom to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we can discuss things if, if, on Twitter and things. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, we'll give Helen control over the tweeters. Yeah. <laughs> so that was our thoughts on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Very so cool. which version did you grow up with? And have you watched the Rise series or the movie? If you have, tweet at Helen. <laughs> so our Twitter is at Isn't It Neat Pod and our Instagram is at Isn't It Neat Pod. At Isn't, at isn't it neat pod. Yeah. <laughs> or you can email us on Isn't It Neat Pod at gmail.com and maybe we can have a, and you can chat to Helen because she has lots of thoughts and they're probably yeah. all spoilery. I have big feelings about this series. So much feelings. <laughs> oh, I support the feelings. <laughs> I I don't understand them, but I love that you have them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can watch through it in the future at some point. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah, we'll like can find it. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Now go and enjoy something you think is neat. <laughs>